We're so glad you could join us for mornings at YCBC today. We want to thank you for being a part of our online family and we hope that this message encourages you, blesses you and helps you grow in your walk with him. So let's get into the word. James, I'm going to invite James to uh, come and read us the word. So he's going to be reading, if you want to start to prepare your, your Bible, reading from Matthew chapter 1, verses 17 to 25. Um, and I don't, let's, yep, yeah, okay, you can, you can have this mic. Thus there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile to Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save, he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Uh, Father God, we just thank you for Steve. Um, yeah, we just thank you for for uh, the role that he carries in this church, Father God, and um, that he has carried for for the last uh, five or six years, Father God, as um, as the elder. And um, yeah, Father, we just thank you for uh, the the words that you've placed on his heart this morning, Father God. Um, mm, Father, yeah, we we know that uh, he's not speaking just out of his out of his own mind and his own thoughts, Father God. But yeah, so much out of the, your inspired word, Father God, and um, yeah, the things that you have placed on his heart. And uh, yeah, Father, this morning as um, as as he as he speaks and he and he speaks out that word, Father God, we just pray that um, yeah, you prepare our hearts to receive that, Father. Mm. Uh, Lord God, yeah, we just know that you uh, have something amazing for each and every one of us this morning, Father God, and something that you want to speak to us. And so, yeah, we do ask that you, um, yeah, just prepare us to to hear that, Father God, and and to understand that. Amen. Yeah, um, thank you. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for your special gift of uh, uh, leading our our services. yeah, well, in case you don't didn't realise, my name's Steve, I'm part of the leadership team um, here. Uh, I do just want to uh, spend a couple of minutes first before I start preaching, um, uh, just to uh, thank the church uh, for um, supporting um, the new uh, eldership team or ET. I've called it uh, the ET. Um, and I haven't had any objections from the other elders, so ET is what it is. So whenever you hear people talking about the ET, it's the eldership team. So there's myself <coughs> carrying on, uh, there's Leslie, 
my wife, there's uh, Peter and uh, Veronica, um, and there's Deb. And one of the first things that we, we, got, we got straight to work um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, one of the first things that we're wanting to do is um, just relieve Nick of some of the uh, pastoral, day-to-day pastoral uh, issues uh, that come about. So if you've got any uh, spiritual needs, physical needs, etc., rather than uh, rather than going to Nick, if you could choose your favourite elder and talk to me, okay? <laughs> um, uh, and uh, no, no, talk, please, please, talk, uh, talk to Leslie, talk to Peter, uh, or Veronica, or talk to Deb. We're all on Messenger. If you haven't got our numbers or if you don't know how to contact us, um, talk to me uh, afterwards or during, uh, during the week. And we, we want to support uh, Nick in uh, that way. The other thing that we're doing is uh, we're going to um, uh, tweak the draft budget that you would have seen a couple of weeks ago for next year. And we're going to be looking at increasing our admin support uh, uh, for Nick, so um, we just happen to have an amazing uh, management consultant in our uh, church. So Michael's going to be um, talking uh, to Nick. He's already been talking to me, talking to the elders, the diaconate, and just uh, looking at how we can move forward next year in terms of operation support, office support for Nick. So that's just a little bit of an update about. Uh, what we're doing. But what I want to talk about this morning is time for Jesus, question mark, or have we got time uh, for Jesus? And um, I'm going to throw out a few provocative statements as I go through this morning. Sermon will take about uh, 20 to 25 uh, minutes. You might not agree with uh, those statements but I want to challenge myself and I want to challenge you as well uh, and I want you to um, uh, start thinking, especially leading up to Christmas. We're only 12 days away. Did you know that? 12 days away uh, uh, to Christmas and um, time is getting short. Does everybody agree? Time's getting short. We're all getting stressed. Yes, yes, yes exactly. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, so our theme for this year has been abide. So how my first provocative statement is, how have we been abiding? Have we been regularly abiding with Jesus this, um, this year? And despite the uh, pressures on us, um, the stresses on us as we come to the end of the year, are we still abiding uh, in Jesus. And um, COVID was supposed to, and it might have worked a little bit more with our, uh, with our uh, Victorian brethren, uh, but in New South Wales we haven't been locked down as much as we thought. So has uh, COVID had a positive impact on our relationship with Jesus? Have we, that, that, that little bit of extra time that we've had, perhaps, as we've worked from home, 
or we've had to um, close our businesses for a little while, has that had a positive impact on our relationship uh, with uh, Jesus? Uh, apparently, it's had a positive relation. Uh, it, it's had a pos- The COVID has had a positive effect on our dogs. Um, I heard recently a report put out by the Association of Dogs that said they are sick of being taken for a walk. Where, so they've gone from no walks to having too many walks and um, there's a move afoot to tell their owners we don't want to go on any more walks ever again. Okay, So, um, yeah, the dogs don't know when they've got it so good. But um, anyway, so... Yeah, a positive time for, for dogs coming out of um, COVID. And you're wondering, when's he going to start talking about Matthew chapter 1, verses 17 to, uh, to 25? Jesus has certainly taken his time, hasn't he? Um, if we look at verse 17, there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile in Babylon and 14 from the exile to Christ. Now, um, I let James off this morning by not making him read that genealogy okay, uh, at the beginning. And normally that genealogy is used to illustrate the amazing breadth of characters and personalities that have formed the line of David, the line of Jesus. But in actual fact, I looked at it and I thought, that's a lot, lot, of, lot of years. That's a lot of years. So we're talking about um, spending time with Jesus and we're looking at whether he has been spending time with us. When we look at those 14, 14, 14 generations... The plan of salvation and his ability to abide with us has been amazing. Wouldn't you agree? And if we look over at, um, at verse uh, 23, uh, sorry, 22 and 23, where it said, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel. How long ago was that? Who, who actually said that? Who was the prophet that said that? It was Isaiah? Okay, about 750 years before the birth of Christ. So God the Father, Jesus and the Holy Spirit have work, been working on that plan of salvation for actually thousands of years. And just in our reading this morning, we looked at the 14, 14, 14 generations and we see that um, uh, prophets were talking about it and Isaiah certainly wasn't the only one, but 750 years. Now, depending on uh, who you talk to, um, humans have been around from anywhere from 6,000 to 60,000 years um, uh, on this earth. So let's take even the 6,000 years, which um, some uh, Bible scholars say is more accurate. It means that 
uh, if Adam and Eve came along at year number one and they decided that they were better off without God, our God's been working 6,000 years, well, worked up to um, 6,000 years in terms of our plan for salvation. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? 6,000 years. And we could probably add the 2,000 years on since that time. He's still working. We've got a much better idea of the plan of salvation uh, that Jesus um, uh, that Jesus was working on or is the, uh, the author of, but it's not finished yet because we're waiting patiently or impatiently for the return of Jesus. So what I'm wanting to do at the moment is just set the scene a little bit for you for the amount of time that Jesus is spending with us to, um, uh, uh, in terms of uh, a salvation plan and then when he gets us over that line, when he gets us to the point where we give our lives over to him, he starts working with us. But God's not in a hurry. We're in a hurry, aren't we? Are we in a hurry at the moment? Yep. Yes, we are. Yep. Around about mid-November, people started asking us, so what are your plans for Christmas? What are you up to? And uh, I don't know about you, but um, and I think it's a good thing, Leslie and I long ago stopped uh, thinking beyond day to day. And uh, there's a bit of a Bible precedent for that. Um, what does Jesus say? He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough troubles of its own. So when people in mid-November start asking us, well, what are your plans for Christmas? We say, well, we don't know. We haven't even started thinking about it. We try and think about um, it on a day-to-day basis. Because all that's going to do, if we start thinking about Christmas in mid-November, what's going to happen is that stuff's just going to start crowding in and we're... In mid-November, we're, we're feeling the pressure already and we're saying, oh, we've got to start planning for Christmas. What are we going to do? And our time, our day-to-day time, is being taken up with things that are yet to occur and we're having less time for Jesus. But God's not in a hurry. Some people say that God is outside of time and, of course, we read that um, uh, in Scripture where it says that a thousand years is like a day to God and a day is like a thousand years. And so um, he's not in a hurry, certainly not in the way we understand it. And it made me think about why did Jesus come as a baby? Does anybody got, have any ideas on that? Why did Jesus come as a baby? Why didn't he just rock up when he was 20? Yeah, yeah, exactly, to totally identify with us. And can you remember when he was, I think he was 12, and um, he went to the temple with his parents. They had to travel um, several days to the temple, and then they lost him. And where was he? He He was in the temple, exactly. He was in the temple, and he was teaching the teachers in the temple at 12 years old. So, yes... Um, uh, Jesus needed to completely identify 
with being a human being, but he had a role even uh, when he was uh, 12 years old. And why didn't Jesus just uh, start at 20? Why, why did he wait? Why did he have to wait till 30? He still had things to learn, didn't he? Yeah. 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 That's right. So, God takes His time with us. He took thousands of years to perfect the, uh, the salvation plan for us, and um, then He took thirty years um, to. Uh, uh, get to the point where he was ready to uh, minister to the people at the time, and obviously to us over those three um, over those three years. Other times from um, the New Testament, where Jesus takes his time, or certainly the Heavenly Father takes his time. Just one story. There are so many. But the prodigal father just waiting and waiting and waiting. He let his son go off and make his own mistakes and he waited and he waited for them to for him to come back. In in a real situation, can you remember the story of the disciples in the boat? Jesus was what was he doing? Where was Je- Jesus was in the boat? Asleep in the back. You know, they're fluffing around, taking, you know, trying to do everything in their own strength, you know, and taking a lot of time, and the the weather just got worse and worse. Jesus was asleep in the back of the boat, and all of a sudden, one of them decided, hey, we should ask Jesus about this. We should ask Jesus about this. And as soon as they asked Jesus to help out, what did he do? He told the storm to go away. So you can see that um, God's had this plan going on for many thousands of years. He's been spending uh, time for mankind and he's also been spending uh, time with us. He's very patient. He's a very patient uh, God uh, with us. And we've got to realise that although he's patient with us and he seeks uh, for us to um, bring ourselves back to, uh, back to him, we've got to realise that we are delaying our plan, sorry, his plan for our life. It's not his plan for us to spend 80 years of our life trying to get, just, just living for ourselves, just living for ourselves um, and not giving Jesus any time, any day-to-day time. And what happens is we start to lose track. If we don't spend any time with Jesus and 
it's highlighted when in, in the busy times, like the busy times that we're going through at the moment. If we don't spend any time with him, what happens? Get burnt out. What what else happens? You dry up, you get cranky. Okay? I got cranky with Leslie earlier in the week. Why? Because I hadn't spent any time with Jesus that day. It can happen it can happen as quickly as that. If I don't have my regular prayer time, if I don't have my regular reading, it it can just affect uh, the rest of that day and it just exacerbates as we go on and on and we get closer to Christmas and we just um, fill up our lives with the here and now we forget who's giving us life we forget who's giving us breath we forget what it's all about and I felt particularly bad this week as I'm working away you know and I go home and do, um, and Daniel and Tony would know this and all of you run businesses, you do your, your nine to five or whatever it is and then you go home and you've got two or three hours of work to do after that. And during this time, we get a, I get a message um, which I didn't bother. First of, all, first of all, I didn't bother to answer the phone call from a good friend of ours who used to be members of this church who are now in Newcastle. I thought, I haven't got time to answer that call. I could see who it was from. I haven't got time. He can leave a message. And the message was that his wife was in hospital having serious um, uh, major surgery on uh, bowel cancer, which we didn't know anything about. And what was my reaction? My reaction was, oh, I'll have to send him a text later. I'm too busy now. I'll send him a text later. Okay. And then, it's not up to me, I say to Leslie a couple of hours later on, oh, did you send that text to Brad? <laughs> See how it, it, I'm smiling, but it's, it's serious. We don't spend time with, uh, with Jesus, we get busy with things, and, uh, and then certainly from my point of view, I lose track of what's really important. I should have stopped what I was doing, I should have answered that call from Brad, and then I should have prayed with him over the phone or done something meaningful uh, for him. Um, fortunately, um, uh, the text was okay, but uh, we sent a text and, and um, all is good. But, you know, our friend is still in intensive care uh, after her surgery. And this is what I mean. What happens is, and I felt really bad, I felt that... I'm getting so busy and so tied up in my business and with Christmas coming up that I'm losing my compassion. I'm losing my compassion for people. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was... And uh, this is what made me think, I've got to preach about this. <laughs> OK. I've, I've got to confess it to my church family and I've got to, to see whether it resonates uh, with uh, anybody else. So what is time with Jesus what does time with Jesus look like? Who's got some ideas? How, how do you on a day-to-day basis? And this is another bit of a challenge because 
maybe you can't come up with anything because maybe you're like me sometimes and just misses out Jesus altogether and you end up having a really bad day. But what are some of the ideas that you use to have time with Jesus? Yeah, excellent. So, uh, uh, um, yeah, yeah, routine. That's the, that's the important thing that Peppers do. She knows that every day after she's washed up for the day, that's when she reads the Bible. So having it at a, at a set time really helps. What else? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the scriptures on CD and um, you can hear, you know, digest whole books of scripture. Yeah. 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 The, the, the cars are fantastic. Uh, uh, the, the cars are fantastic place to do it. Yes, Dan. I'm an alarm that goes off five minutes after I get to work every morning. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's excellent. And not only does it that sort of thing make us have a better day, it gives us something to share. And I, I was just uh, talking to somebody before the service started. And if she had not spent time with Jesus the evening before and a particular scripture resonated with her and then she saw a friend in the street who actually wasn't, who's not a Christian, who... This person could tell she was really upset. And she had something to give to that person. Now, if you hadn't had that time in the evening before to read God's word or to be quiet, even for five minutes, and have that scripture, well then, she wouldn't have had anything to give her friend. She wouldn't have had anything to give her friend. So it's, it's just incredible uh, the way that God uh, works. Um, I always remember my mum, she can't even remember it um, actually, but whenever she could, she'd say a prayer with us kids before we went off, walked off to school. And that was a really precious time. So that's something you can do. The old favourite of a family worship time, um, just five minutes um, after you finished your dinner, um, your children expect that they'll have a Bible story. It's a bit old. Oh no, it's a bit. It sounds a bit old-fashioned, doesn't it? But it actually works. Um, Nick um, recorded a whole heap. I think it took you all day, didn't it? Three. A hot. How many of you have been reading? And this is a challenge. This is provocative. How many of you have seen the three-minute moments come up on your Facebook feed? How many of you have actually? Gone, I haven't got three minutes. Three minutes of listening to Nick? I don't think so. I'll do that later. I'll do that later. And, of course, later never comes. No, I try and do the right thing. I've tried to do the right thing. The last one, it took me about three days to get to the three minutes. But I got, got there uh, in the end. So that's something you can do. You know, just start off small. If you haven't got a set pattern of spending time with Jesus... Just start off small. It's like diet and exercise. What do they say? Oh, just walk to the letterbox and back. You know, or the mailbox. Not that there's anything in it these days. But um, then walk to the end of the street, you know. Uh, um, And um, same with the diet. Just start 
small. Just start small. So a three-minute moment, I'd like to put in a plug for those. Yeah, Nick, spent, Nick and, and, uh, and Carl, I think, spent a whole day doing that. All right. So let's honour them by listening to the three-minute moment. And watching it, it's quite good. It's quite good. Very good. Very good. Um, we, um, at breakfast time, admittedly, we're empty nesters. Admittedly, you know, I've got my own business so I can start when I want in the mornings because I know somebody else is opening up for me. But um, we listened to an online devotion by Max Locato. He's a fantastic guy. Some of you will, will know of him. You just go to his Facebook page and he's normally got a video devotion. But he says the wrong thing, not, not his message. But what he says is, oh, look, if you're busy, uh, I understand. Just post your prayer needs and we'll pray for you. And you just go about your business. You, you go, go uh, about your day and that'll be fine. Don't think so, Max. You've got seven or eight minutes every morning of just pure uh, excellence of a word that you've received from the Holy Spirit and you're telling people, look, if you're too busy, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Well, it's not fine. You know, just listen to, while you're eating your toast, listen to Max. Um, he's just being a typical American, you know, overly polite. Um, but he should never say, he should never say, oh, don't worry about it. I think you should worry about it. How about um, a prayer? The last thing you do before you switch off your light at night is to pray. You probably fall asleep while you're doing it, but what, what better way? What better way of spending? Uh, what better way to end your day and going into sleep with uh, with the words uh, with, with you communicating with Jesus? And um, so, are we ready? Just thinking about, let's getting back to the here and now. Are we ready if somebody says, well, what's all the fuss about Christmas? Why do we have it anyway? I had to, yep, yes, but. Yeah, are we ready to do that? Have we got something that we can, um, if we've spent time with Jesus, we should be able to, in a matter of about 90 seconds, be able to say, give a very quick um uh, thing to a, a person about what's so important about uh, Christmas. I had the salesperson from um, the Yes, the new Yes newspaper, the Yes Weekly Times, and I've been running a series of ads in there. And um, she said, "Oh, oh this time um, we'll just uh, have a photo of you with Happy Xmas and a Happy New Year, or or something like that." And I said, excuse me, I just want you to, uh, I don't want to use the word Xmas, I want you to put Christ in it. What's the point of Christmas if you're taking Christ out of it? And she said, why does it matter? Ha <laughs> <laughs> um, About ten minutes later, <laughs> she, <laughs> um, she truly understood why I wanted to have uh, Happy Christmas and not Happy Xmas uh, in that. So, how are we doing? We need time with Jesus so that his plan for our life gets worked out. If we keep on putting him off, if we keep on saying, I oh, will do that, uh, I'll listen to that three-minute moment 
uh, later and three days later you realise you haven't listened to it because it repeats on the Facebook feed. If you, <laughs> if you haven't looked at it, it keeps on coming up until you do look at it. But um, we've, got to, we've got to be spending that time uh, with Jesus. But we live in a world where if it's, any, if it's any longer, if something is any longer than if a video on Facebook or a news item on the, on the TV is any longer than about three minutes, <laughs> you're going to you, you, you're going to turn off. We've got to retrain our brains a little bit, and we've got to spend a bit more time with uh, uh, with our time with Jesus. But he'll take any time that we can give him. He'll obviously. Uh, he obviously deserves more, and we'll develop a hunger for more, won't we? Once we start, the blessings that we get out of that, and before long, you know, you're spending 20 minutes, half an hour, maybe a bit more than that. I know Nick gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning, okay, something crazy like that, to spend time with God. That's amazing. That's the amount of time he needs to spend with Jesus to be our minister, here to, to lead uh, to lead our church. Another person that we like to well, I don't particularly like listening to her. She's much better if you're just reading her devotion because her accent um, annoys me. Um, but that's um, but that's Joyce Meyer, and I just want to finish off with a. Um, I just want to finish off with a um, devotion that she put up um, earlier this week. And Leslie listened to it, said, Steve, you've got to have this for your sermon. So I want to finish off uh, with this. And it's entitled, The Way to See Your God-Given Dreams Come True. God gives his children big dreams to pursue in life. In order, for those, um, in order for those dreams to be fulfilled, we must spend time in training, cooperating with God in a process of personal development. Um, the process includes time, determination and hard work. These days we're so used to convenience where we use automatic dishwashers to clean our dishes and laundry machines to dry and press our clothes. We just press a button and a machine goes to work. But nothing is automatic in God's kingdom. You can't fulfil his plans and purposes for your life without developing the necessary skills. In Proverbs, we read about the ant. Ants more than make up for their small size with simple determination, and we can learn a giant-sized lesson from them. We must be just as self-motivated and self-disciplined. As you develop that kind of self-motivation and discipline to live for Christ, you'll become all God created you to be and also lead others to him in the process, which is what we're here for. So keep pressing on growing in determination and watch your dreams come true. And, and of course, because you're a Christian, 
your dreams very neatly align uh, with, uh, with God's dreams. And Joyce has a prayer starter and she says, Lord, I want, uh, I want to be all you created me to be and fulfil the dreams you've put in my heart. Help me to stay focused on you and put in the time, determination and hard work necessary to grow in Christ and to live out the plans you have for me. So Jesus has put the time in to us and if we want to look at the big picture, that covers many uh, thousands of years and he's put the time into mankind, humankind, and he's put the time into you. We need to put the time into him. And just a, 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 a final reminder, um, he's coming back sometime soon. Every day that we're on earth is a day closer to Jesus coming back. Are we going to be too busy? <laughs> Are we going to say, oh, what did you come here for today? You know, I've got this and that to do. Of course we're not going to be saying that. But what we need to be is we need to be ready for Christ's return. Yes, we need to be ready for Christmas, um, you know, to a certain degree, but more importantly, we need to be ready for Christ's uh, return. So let's spend, let's spend some time with Jesus and let's spend even more time with him. As the pressure comes on over the next couple of weeks, help us put in extra time saying, I'm going to have to put in extra time. My, my three-minute moment with Nick every day is not enough to keep me going, okay? It's not enough to keep me going. I need more than that. I need 10 minutes. I need 20 minutes. I need half an hour. I need to walk and talk Jesus if I'm going to make it. So let's try and aim for that. Let's try and remember and take away that question mark. So instead of saying time with Jesus, question mark, we put time with Jesus, exclamation mark. And we say, this is what life is all about. This is what life is all about. This is real life. Time with Jesus, exclamation mark. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for uh, the amazing um, uh, reminder through our Christmas celebrations that we have of you. Thank you, Lord, for the time that you've spent with humankind over thousands of years perfecting the salvation plan. Thank you, Lord, for your patience with us as individuals and the time that you've spent waiting for us, waiting on us, Lord, encouraging us and yet Sometimes, Lord, we don't give you the time uh, that you need to plan out our lives and to work out that plan. And we get to the, uh, we get into our old age and the plan's only half done. Lord, help us to really switch on to you, 
really uh, understand what we need to do, what our responsibilities are in your amazing salvation plan. Help us to do that, Lord. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the way in which you encourage us day by day. Lord, we just need, though, uh, reminders, Lord, to do that, to spend time with you. Lord, whatever that might look like, Lord, we just ask this in precious name of your son Jesus who made it all possible. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. As you head back into your week, we want to encourage you to stay in his word, stay in his love, and stay strong in your faith. Don't forget to keep up to date with what's happening via Facebook, Instagram, or via our website at ycbc.church. See you soon.